0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Overflow pod. We are in our series on building character. And in our last pod, we looked at fighting for your marriage. And today, we look at what we're fighting for in our marriage. Weeds. Now, weeds are anything that entangles, prohibits, chokes out anything good in your marriage. Weeds can be people, pain, problems, things, attitudes, philosophies, anything that can take away God's love for you and your love for each other. Weeds come in all shapes and sizes, but one thing for sure is that they are very, very hard to get rid of, and they require nothing from you to grow other than inattention. Just like last pod, even if you're not married, you can apply this to any close relationship that you have. Just substitute the word relationship whenever you hear the word marriage. And once you have decided to fight every day for your marriage, you got to know what you're really up against. Weeds. (laughs) Now, why do we need to fight? Because God wants to give us more than just barely making it in life. He didn't just send Jesus to die on a cross to remove all our sins, but to give us life, to adopt us into his family, to give us a home in heaven, to spend all eternity with him, if we just ask. This life is all about building character and changing us from being all about ourselves to being like Christ, to be fulfilled more than we ever know. And we do that by building and getting closer to him and by making our marriage closer to what he wants it to be. See, God loves us, and he doesn't want us to be stuck in a bad marriage where it's torture. But he wants us to have fulfilling lives where we grow closer to him and each other with each passing day of marriage. Now, this morning, as I dropped off my kids at school and came home, I noticed my grass already has dandelions. The side of my yard, which is covered in pine needles, all has kinds of thorns and weeds poking through and just two years ago I had a guy come through and run over everything with this powerful cutter that destroyed every single solitary green thing that there was but you know what they came back just a year later I sprayed twice last year but they still came back this year stronger than ever I hate them I literally hate weeds I hate gardening because it's hard work it does nothing they always come back now Maybe gardening does work. I just hate it that it's not permanent, that you have to keep doing it. Why can't there be an easy button for weeds? Kind of like those old Staples commercials where the person pressed a button and their issue was solved. That's what I need. I need an easy weed button. Sadly, there isn't any, And it's all about hard work and attentiveness. Just like marriage. Weeds grow and need to pay attention to them or they can become overwhelming. So what can we do to battle the weeds in our relationship well the first thing you got to do is embrace the journey of weeding see every marriage takes effort great marriages don't just happen just like great lawns don't just happen you got to deal with the weeds my neighbor's lawn looks great when we first moved in 12 years ago I would watch him and his wife spend time on his lawn every day from spring from early March to July when it didn't rain He was out there with his wife, tending their garden, taking care of their lawn, the trees, the bushes, his pond, the flowers. It was spotless. It was beautiful. It was picturesque. My lawn also looked great when we first moved in, but within a few years, it went downhill. Why? The person who used to live here spent the same amount of time on the lawn as my neighbor. But he passed away and his widow sold us the house and moved in with her family. Now, my neighbor told me that they used to have a competition who had the better lawn. And I told him that's not going to happen with me. I would rather change 100 dirty diapers every day than take care of a little yard. I had two kids in diapers at the time. Years passed and my neighbor's wife also passed away. And it was really sad seeing him out there that first spring without his wife. He didn't last long. Within a week, I didn't see him out there anymore. But I did see professional landscapers as he hired to take care of his property. I guess even the chore of weeding was enjoyable with his wife, but without her, it lost all meaning. So for the past several years, he hires workers to do all the yard work. We hardly see him anymore since he's not outside like he used to be. Even weeding can be enjoyable if you do it together. See, marriage is a long journey. And some of the best times are when you get rid of some weeds that have grown and are suffocating the life out of your relationship. I know some of the best times in marriage I'm speaking for myself here. Or after a difficult time, and once that weed is pulled out, whatever was in the way of my wife and I's relationship is gone. It's a great feeling. In marriage, what we cultivate is what grows. But here's the interesting thing. We're not the only one who cultivates in our relationship. Matthew 15, 13 shows us that not only God plants, but the enemy plants as well. It says, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be rooted up. So you got to embrace the journey of weeding. And second, got to watch the seeds that we allow to take root in our lives and marriage. See, when we go to church, pray together, God plants seeds. When I communicate with my wife and what I do around the house, plants seeds. When I allow TV, the internet, social media into our relationship, seeds are planted. When we allow friends and enemies into our lives, we allow seeds to be planted. Whatever job we have, seeds are planted. Some of those are good. But guess what? Many aren't. And we don't even realize that they are being planted. Some we willingly let in, some we naively let in, and some we didn't realize. And some God plants, and some are en- enemy plants, who wants to destroy our marriage. So we need to weed more than ever. You see, life is all about sowing seeds. In fact, as, as we read, we know that God sowed seed to produce or to germinate or to grow us. He never does things to stunt our growth or to hinder us. He does things to produce certain things in our life. And so seeds is all about that production. Genesis 8 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, night and day shall not cease. And so seed time and harvest is all about those sowing seeds. But that's just not what we realize is what it's not just God sowing seeds, but there's other people as well. Those seeds will bring the wrong people, problems, and pain into your marriage. Is it really important? Yeah, look at a lawn. If a lawn is simply mowed, how long before dandelion weeds and other things pop up? How long is it before crabgrass grows in? I can tell you about four years into moving into the new house with just mowing all my grass is basically weeds, crabgrass, and patches of some good stuff. I am simply maintaining the facade of a nice lawn by cutting it short, when in reality it's a disaster. Would that describe your marriage? Wait, wait. Don't just dismiss dismiss it. Don't deny it yet. What are you doing to weed in your marriage? you got to ask that question. What seeds are you actively sowing? What is your plan to get rid of what the enemy has sown in your marriage? If God plants things in your marriage, then the enemy does as well. We have to fight it. Well, you say, oh, I go to church. Well, to me, church is like mowing your lawn once a week. But there's more to it than that. There's fertilizing. Everyone who has a good lawn fertilizes. There's aerating. There's targeting weed areas. And I don't know much about lawn care, but when was the last time you prayed with your spouse? When was the last time you were proactive in your marriage? Whether it's making a positive comment each day, or maybe it's doing something for your spouse. When was the last time you actively tried to take care of the difficulties in your marriage? Because if you're just mowing your lawn once a week, that's not enough to get rid of the weeds. It just creates a facade that your marriage is okay. When in reality, it could be cracking and falling apart because we're too afraid or too busy or not willing to address it. Third, you got to be willing to uproot the weeds. So if God plants things and the devil plants things and people problem and playing plants things, remember what God says in that verse, whatever I didn't plant must be uprooted. We got to be a man or willing, woman enough to be willing to uproot the weeds in our life. What we do not uproot will eventually choke and destroy the life that God intended for us to have. Weeds can even be from rage or bitterness or past hurts or fears. One of the biggest weeds in my life, my wife and I dealt with was before we got married. In fact, this weed was so big, it looked like the weed Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. It was bigger than me. In fact, it was killing my relationship with Jeanette and it almost snuffed it out. In fact, I broke up with her several times because of this weed. I would break up with her on the way to work then she couldn't contact me for my 10 hour shift plus an hour for lunch plus another 30 minutes to and from work. And so when I got home at midnight, she'd be at my house waiting to talk to me, even though she had to be at work at 5 a.m. And during that six weeks or so that this went on, I don't know how she didn't give up on this. The weed had totally destroyed our relationship, but she fought it viciously. And I was already completely defeated by the weed, but she held on. This weed was based on my insecurity and fear from my past. My mom left my dad And that imprinted on my heart that no matter how much two people love each other, they will eventually get divorced. I mean, come on, how can somebody be married for 20 plus years and then just get up and leave? So that was deeply imprinted on me. And it was even more deeply imprinted when a few months later, she left and lived with a guy in New Jersey who eventually became her husband. Great guy, but I felt abandoned. I firmly believe that it was only a matter of time before Jeanette left me, so I tried to leave her first. She, however, did not believe that and held on to me relentlessly. And I still remember her yelling at me, right in my face and saying, how many times do I have to say it, Matt? I'm not going to leave you before you get it through your thick head. She literally shook me and said, stop thinking that I will leave. She took Audrey to, you know, that little shop of horrors, monstrous plant. Google it if you want. Yanked it out of my heart, stomped on it, threw acid on it and burned it. (laughs) This was different than simply cutting the weed out. She uprooted it completely from my heart. And I know she uprooted it since that time I have never doubted her. And that weed that was monstrous is gone. It was hard and painful. And it encompassed years of repressed trauma of my relationship with my parents that I put into my relationship with my wife. And I... Don't know how vicious the struggle to get rid of the weed was because I really didn't fight it. It was all her beating it out of me (laughs) and knowing how dangerous it was and knowing how much effort it took. I don't know how she did it for six weeks. It was the hardest, probably hardest time of our relationship. So we don't realize how our past has strangled us in our marriage. We don't see the weeds that are taller than we are. We just accept them. We might cut down the surface so it's not in our eyes anymore. But you're going to have cycles of dealing with it because it will eventually grow again. If you find yourself going through this cycle, realize, ah, the weed root is still there. We have to attack the root. Because if you don't attack the root, you're not going to get anywhere. And we have to understand that all the things that we think that we've gotten over, maybe we haven't. Maybe we do have repressed things from our past that tend to gnaw at us. Something that you have to think about in your marriage because a lot of the things that we root about are from our past. One of the things that my counselor in premarital counseling said to me, he said, Matt, every issue you're going to have in your marriage, you already have right now. There will be no new issues. So if you deal with them now before you get married, it'll be a lot easier to deal with than when you... After you do get married. And he was right. We haven't faced any new issues. It's all the same issues. And they are much easier to deal with it. Because we dealt with it then. But realize that. You might say. Oh you go into your marriage. And and you think everything's great. You know what. But lurking behind you. Is all these weeds. That you have to deal with. So here's some facts. About weeds. That I've learned in my life. Through experience. That maybe will help you. Understand more. So that you'll be able to fight them. Number one. Fact. Weeds will compete with healthy seeds. I know I want to plant good seeds in my marriage of positivity, encouragement, love. Every word I say is a seed. Words can either uplift or hurt. What's supposed to come out of my mouth is Ephesians 4.29, one of my absolute favorite Bible verses. If I could just do this verse, I would feel great. (laughs) Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Then it may benefit those who listen. That is my like life verse when it comes to raising my kids and loving my wife. See, there are curse words we don't say in our house. The S word, stupid. The D word, dumb. There's a few more, but I'm sure you get the point. Anything negative will cause the weeds to grow and squash the tender sprouts of love I want to grow. I'm so glad that God does sow seeds. He sowed seeds in us and he wants to produce fruit. And then Galatians says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what I want to see germinate in my life and in my kids and in my wife. These are the seeds that we want to overtake everything else and transform us from the inside out. However, that's not always the case. There was a couple in church when I first started to counsel, when I first became a pastor over two decades ago. On the first conversation, the wife said, If he wouldn't be so stupid, I wouldn't have to yell at him. The husband just gave her a dirty look and muttered something foul under his breath. And I thought, well, weeds have obviously taken over and there weren't just one or two varieties here. There's a lot of them. See, relationships aren't going to be successful haphazardly. You gotta be intentional. Every word that comes out of your mouth is important. Every action you perform will cultivate something. So what are you cultivating? Is it healthy seeds? Is it love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control? Or is it something else? Every action you perform will cultivate something. So what are you cultivating? Because weeds will compete with the healthy seeds. Second, weeds need to be dealt with quickly. This year, whether while the weather was still cold, I went out and removed every thorn around the perimeter of our property and it worked. I missed some, then I came back and got them again, but it wasn't nearly that bad. We just had a barbecue and I went around and got rid of any I missed and it wasn't much at all. And they were really small and easy to get rid of. It only took a few seconds. If you ignore a weed, it will overtake you. You gotta be proactive and get to them quick or else it can overwhelm you. For years, that's what we did in our backyard. We had. We had to call someone who cut them down for thousands of dollars. And sometimes our weeds are so high, we don't know where to start. We get overwhelmed and you just don't address them because it's just too much. So maybe you need to call in a professional. That's number three. Some weeds need professional help. Maybe we need to seek out someone who has been married for a much longer time than us, who we look up to, who we trust. Or maybe we should see a counselor. Marriage counselor is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. It shouldn't be a last resort, but rather a tool to use to fight something that you're not having success with. You're not a failure if you go to counseling. Sometimes weeds have grown for so long that you don't know where to start. Sometimes they're so complicated, you don't know how to deal with them. Sometimes you don't even see them. You just know that there's something wrong. And when you get help, you're doing the right thing. Sometimes we need help dealing with the weeds in our lives. And I wish someone told me that when I was struggling with Jeanette before we were married. We were even in premarital counseling and we didn't bring it up. How dumb were we? I look back and I think, may not have anything to do with being dumb, but rather it was all about pride. Admitting that we needed help. Why are we so scared to say I need a little help? I've been to counseling. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I have benefited greatly from it. My kids have gone to counseling, and it's helped them. We have to remove the stigma that says only weak people need counseling when in reality only the strong are able to honestly admit, maybe I need some help. Don't let weeds grow. Deal with them quickly. Seek out help. Don't be afraid. Don't let pride get in the way of fixing your marriage. Four, weeds grow as the heat is turned up. As pressure in your life mounts, weeds grow blisteringly fast. During the hard times of life, weeds grow crazy. It's like that old phrase, when it rains, it pours. You need to be very concerned when life is hard, because that's when weeds bloom. And sometimes just admitting it and asking your spouse, hey, I know we have this weed, I have this problem, and I can't deal with it right now. It's huge. Please be patient with me. Help me with it. And realize life is real hard when the heat is turned up. So we're under extra pressure. Please be patient. And I can tell you, life has been crazy for us. But my wife and I look at each other and said, you know what? Life is hard. Our schedules are insane. There's so much to do. We even have a car in the shop. How can we do all this? Let's be patient. Now that we are aware of the issues, we can address it slowly, steadily, patiently. Not let it get to us. Sometimes there's just so much going on that you need to work together and say, we're going to fight this together. But the weeds are so big and strong that we can barely hang on. But if we hang on together and ask God for help, we can slowly start to get rid of the weeds in our marriage. Because weeds aren't omnipotent. In fact, they're kind of weak. It's only that their roots are strong. But you got to use the right tools. You ever try to pull out a weed? But you know what? You grab a shovel or an axe, man, that weed comes out quick you got to use the right tools. you got to look for help when you need it. Well, I hope you're ready to fight for your marriage and get rid of the weeds. And I hope this encouraged you that no matter how big the weeds are in your life, they can be dealt with. And guess what? You're not the only one with weeds. Everybody has them. No marriage is perfect. In fact, the marriages that look great sometimes are the ones masking the biggest problems. So don't be jealous. Don't be envious about other people's marriages. Look at your own and say, you know what? I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to do what it takes. And I'm going to say, you know what? God, show me where the weeds are. Show me where I need to improve. And you know what? God will show you. And it'll change. And your marriage will be better. And it will be better than you can possibly imagine. Well, I hope that encourages you to fight. I hope that encourages you to weed. And I will see you next week as we further continue our series on building character. God bless.